All right. Good morning. How are y'all this morning? You doing good? Saw y'all worshiping this morning. It's a wonderful thing. I got an important question for you. Do you think you're perfect? Why is that? We are all perfect in different ways. Okay, I like that. Yes. We're not fully perfect. Do you know God made you perfect just the way you are? You believe that? Because He did. He created all of us for a reason, for something in this world. Do you believe that? And when I was created, He knew I was going to be a minister someday. I didn't know that, but he did. He has a purpose for each and every one of us. And his word, this is something I want you guys to really listen to. First uh, Timothy chapter 4, and it's verse 12. It says, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, and faith and impurity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortations, to the doctrine. Do not neglect your gift. You think you as little ones have a gift? You all believe that? Do you know how many hearts you warmed this morning? Just one? Okay, I'll give you that one. I'm sh- I am certain it warmed God's heart. Absolutely. You warm the souls of whomever you meet by your actions, by your deeds, by who you are, by what you do, by what you say. Do you know you have a job in the kingdom of heaven, even right now as little ones? You do? Some of you, you do, because God has given you a gift, whether it's arts or all the things that you do. What is something you like to do? Color. So you, yours is art as well. What about you, buddy? Build. All right. So each of those things. Yes. And you? You like to play with army guys? Okay. Again, each of those things is powerful. Because God has put y'all, painting is wonderful. I love seeing the children's art because that expresses something that nobody else gets to know. It expresses your heart, and a lot of times it shows your heart for God. You like to draw too? And painting? Those are all wonderful things. Play with dollies? Absolutely. Okay. Well, just remember that no one has a right to tell you to change who you are because God has made you perfect. One moment. As you grow into whomever God is making you to be, remember that as long as you keep His Word in your heart, that He will lead you and direct you and that nobody can take it away from you because there is no one greater or bigger than our God. 
Amen. Y'all believe that? Yes. Absolutely. We're all going to make mistakes. The Bible even tells us that we're going to make mistakes in life. Even as children, we're going to make mistakes. That doesn't mean that God didn't make you perfect. Let me pray for you all. Gracious, merciful God, we thank you for these young children. We thank you for their hearts and for their worship to you, God, and how they continue to honor and glorify you, Lord God. I pray that you continue to touch their hearts, their souls, and their minds in a way that only you can, Father. Continue to help them grow closer to you in their daily walk. May they continue to find comfort in your words. May they continue to find comfort in your arms. And may they seek you in all that they do. And may they be an example for who you want them to be. We love you and we praise you and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' strong name we pray. Amen. Thank you all. Right, you can go on back. All too often in our world, before we move on to my message, sometimes we have a tendency to overlook the power of the young ones of how they fill our hearts with joy. As we watched Pastor Bob's family show up on the screen up here, part of that, those children, helps define who he is, who I am, who Heather is, who you are as parents. And we must always, always remember that God has given us a special and sacred job and caring for those little ones. Amen? As we talk about jobs, we know that, uh, or at least most of us should know that this is Labor Day weekend, right? And if you don't know it, I'll go ahead and remind you it's Labor Day weekend. So, for most people in America, tomorrow they have a day off. For those of us in the military, it's a four-day weekend. You've got lots of soldiers and airmen and sailors and Marines all out there having a great time because they've got a four-day weekend. For most, you know, they're out fishing or camping or, you know, whatever things that they might do this weekend. But for me, I want to thank each of you that are in that pew right now. Why? Because you made the conscious choice to be here to worship God versus out there fishing and whatever else you could possibly be doing because you know where He wants us to be as a group of followers and believers. Just right here. Learning His Word. Coming together as a family. That's what we do. So I want to read to you Philippians 4.8, and we should have it up on the screen. Maybe. There we go. Philippians 4.8 and Matthew 22.37-40. So Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure... 
whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Moving on to Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. May God add His blessings to His Word today as He reminds us what we should be doing and how we should be doing it. You know, it says here in Matthew, it says, all your heart, all your soul, and all of your mind. Does this say just some of it? Does it just say part of it? The Bible is pretty specific, doesn't it? It says, all all of who we are. So I ask, I'll start out with a hard question for us today. Who are you working for? Who are you working for? Who do you work for on Sunday? Who will you be working for on Monday or Tuesday and so on and so forth? <coughs> Just something I want you to think about as we go through the message today. Who are you working for? I'll be honest, as I was praying as to what God wanted me to speak today, I, I, I kid you not, it was like four or five different things passed through my mind. But I know I also struggle with this topic as well, as who do I work for? Do I work for the United States Army? Do I work for my commander? Or do I work for my spouse? Or do I work for my children? Or do I work for the Creator of all? This was hard for me. I'll tell you, about three months ago I wanted to throw in the towel. Give it all up. I wanted to retire. About a couple of weeks ago, I handed it over to God and I was like, I have no idea what to do. I was going through some hard stuff. I was going through some hard stuff with some soldiers. I was like, God, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Then He reminded me that I wasn't working for those soldiers. And that I wasn't working for my family. But that He has called me to this place for a reason and a purpose. And that I am working for Him. That's not about my what military terms call OER, an officer evaluation report. It's about what He is doing through me. Most of the time, when we think of church, we think of Sunday, right? 
us. We're here on Sunday. We think of the music and what a wonderful worship team we have. Thank you all so much. I truly feel the presence of the Spirit every time you all play. Or maybe we come this, we think of Sunday for the sermon, of what the preacher is going to preach about today, or how are they going to pull on my heartstrings today and give us the tough stuff. Pastor Bob's really good about that. Or maybe we come to church on Sundays to think about who are we going to be able to meet and catch up and see how their week was and compare their week to ours. But honestly, do you know what Sunday is all about? Stuff on the screen. <laughs> Sunday's about Monday. Sunday is truly about Monday. We worship God on Sundays and learn from His words so we can be prepared for whatever we are to face on Monday. Can I get an amen to that one? It is where God brings us to renew us in Him. Or at least, maybe it is what it's supposed to be for. Now, if our job as Christians were simply to get together and worship God on Sunday, I mean, we could just do that in heaven, right? We don't need the rest of the weeks, right? The rest of the days in the week. But I know that our job is more than that. Our job is more than just that. That's why God has strategically placed us right here where we are. Whether it be here as soldiers, airmen, sailors, marines, uh, civilians, contractors, gold miners, pipeline workers, or yes, even for retired folks. Regardless of what job we have, the God of the universe put us right where we are. Do you believe that? That God has put you right here in this place. For this, at this time, in this moment, for His reasons. We may not understand it. You know, I'm still scratching my head. Very makes Alaska, you know, negative 47. Lord, what are you really thinking about why Heather and I are really here? But He knows. <coughs> I may not always agree, but He knows. There's a higher calling for each of us to work in His organization. To work for Him. To work for Him in our jobs. Y'all are like, yeah, but I'll get fired if I do that. Okay, if you get fired, I'm sorry. I'm not telling you to go out there and try to Bible beat people over the head with the Bible. But, do you think you can represent God in your workplace without sitting there and throwing the Bible at Him and giving Him verses all day long? Absolutely you can. By our actions, by our deeds. Does He call us to work in our homes for Him? Yeah. Bring up our children, right? Love our spouses. Think about it. I think there's a calling there. 
I think it's our responsibilities, both at home, at work, at school, to be what He has called us to be. To not sit idle or be scared about what somebody might say or what somebody might think. I believe that God has given us a call to consider how industries such as banking and consulting and education and manufacturing and even the military at some point must change. I think we all must change. Our work cannot remain the same when we recognize its eternal purpose. That God has placed us here for a reason wherever we are. Once we realize the higher calling of our work, then the real work truly begins. Each of us have been called. Each of us has a mission and a task. So I ask you, how can we transform our work into something that becomes worship? How can we transform our work into something that becomes worship? Again, Philippians 4.8. Let's think about this for a minute. Let's make Philippians 4.8 our job description. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. <coughs> Excuse me. Think about this job description. Let us kind of walk through what I feel God is telling us here in His Word. First one, A. As an employee, I would make it my job to be truthful to my character. I will live my life with integrity. In other words, I will be the same on Monday at work as I am on Sunday at church. Now, I know that's hard for us. I remember as a pastor, I would go to somebody's house and I'd knock on the door and they go, Oh no, the pastor's here! Hide the beer! Why? Now, I'm not telling you to go out and drink. Why hide? Because you're not hiding or trying to hide from the pastor. You're trying to pull the wool over God's eyes. Alright? And guess what? It ain't going to happen. Or at work, you're like, oh wait, but Pastor Ron, sometimes it's really hard to go there and portray being a Christian or a good Christian because you have no idea of the people I have to work with. Ooh. You know what? You're right. I have no idea of the people that you work with. But I do know the namesake that you carry with you everywhere you go. Your namesake, being a believer in Christ, gives you the name a Christian. Matthew 5.37 says, Simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. When you're a Christian, everything you do has Jesus' name written on it. Do you believe that? Everything you don't do has Jesus' name written on it. Do you believe that non-Christians are watching us today? Absolutely they are. 
I had a friend of mine when I was going through uh, CPE back in Kansas City, Missouri. He was a Muslim imam. As a minister of the gospel, I know a lot about the Bible. I know a lot of verses in the Bible. This imam knew the Bible front to back and could virtually say off Scripture verses faster than I could. And I asked him, why is that? He said, in order for me to be a good Muslim imam, I had to learn your faith so I could tell them how not to be that. Think about that. Believe me when I tell you, they are watching us. They are learning from us, and it is when we step outside our role as a Christian that those who do not know God are waiting to strike to say things about our past as a Christian. Believe it. They're going to look over and go, Whew. They call this Christian. Don't want to be like them. They're watching. I assure you, they're watching. So what else can we do to help make our work more like worship? Second is, to, as an employee, I will make it my job to be honest. The word translated here in our verse, noble, denotes seriousness of purpose and self-respect in conduct. First Timothy 2.2 translates the word as honest. It says, for kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. So we need to ask ourselves, am I honest in my approach to my work that God has called me to do? Do I give a week's work for a week's pay? That question made me think of a few soldiers I know. They, they have this wonderful thing called a sham shield and they know how to use it. They work as little as possible or just enough to make it seem like that they are busy when they're really not. Is that the right Christian attitude towards work? No. I don't think so. Third thing as an employee, I will make it my job to have a right attitude. Do I go to work with a bad attitude? Oswald Chambers says, moods don't go by praying, moods go by kicking them. Hmm. Or Howard E. Butt says, our words come out of our attitudes. We can let circumstances shape our perspective, or we can use a good perspective to shape our circumstances in the high calling of our daily work. How many of us get up in the morning and just cannot stand to go to work, or dread when the alarm goes off? How many of us wish we could just stay at home? I won't lie, there's been days for me. You know, I'll be honest. And sometimes when I have those mornings, it takes me to work with an attitude that may not always be Christ-like. You're like, but you're a pastor. You're supposed to. I am still just human. Right? So we need to think about it, and we must check ourselves in the mirror when we get there, when we get to work. What kind of attitude are we portraying? Think about 
while you're at work and those you see with a bad or negative attitude, how that affects you and your good attitude. Anybody ever go in and you're just jolly and the day's going great and you get that person that comes in the door and they're kicking and like, I don't want to be here anymore. Does that affect your good attitude? Absolutely does. So we need to recheck ourselves so we don't be like them and kicking stuff around. Or if we let them change our attitude, is that what God wants us to do as His employees? To have a bad attitude. So they can go, see how easy it was to change that Christian? God wants us to be good. To love and to be there to teach and to hold when somebody needs it. D. As an employee, I will make it my job to think pure thoughts about my boss and my fellow employees. Ooh, that's a hard one. This goes back to treating others as you would want to be treated, doesn't it? I want people... <laughs> To have bad thoughts about me. Now, here's an important question. What if your fellow employees could read your mind? Would they be embarrassed? Ooh. Would they look at you as a Christian? Or would our Christian witness be tarnished by what we are thinking in our heads? You may not always realize it, but what goes on in our mind can and will be seen through our body language. Do you all believe that? It can. Psychological fact. No matter how hard we try to hide it, they're going to see it. So we have to wash those negative thoughts and feelings out of our mind. As an employee, e, as an employee, I would make it my job to do my work as if to make my boss say, I love it. That's what the word here is translated lovely means. Literally, it says that whatever pushes me toward love, that's what I ought to be thinking about. Not about how I can be better than someone else or how to show someone up, but to be thinking about how we can do more through love. Through Christ's love. How can we show the love of Christ through us on a daily basis? I often preach about us as individuals to be a lighthouse. A lighthouse in the midst of somebody's storm. I feel, quite honestly, that's what God has placed me in the chaplaincy world for because there are a lot of storms out there. To be a light in somebody's darkness. That is a hard job, let me tell you. It's a hard job being a Christian counselor and pastor sometimes. It's a hard job to be a Christian to shed light into somebody's darkness. But that is what God has called us to do. To show up and shed His light into their life. Or maybe to help them see how His light helped us in our darkness. 
Because I don't know about y'all, God has helped me more times than I can count. And believe it or not, that is a powerful thing when you use it somebody who doesn't know God and let them know what God has done for you. F. As an employee, I make it my job to be admirable. When our boss or commander talks about our work, do they say good things or are they having to redo it because I've not given it my best? Our work itself has intrinsic value to God. So doing a good job actually is an act of worship. Because again, we represent our Father in all that we do. Do you think that those same unbelievers that we were talking about earlier (coughs) aren't looking at the jobs we do? Yeah, they are. They absolutely are. They are watching our every move to somehow tarnish what God is doing in the world. We see it all around us right now. Everywhere we look, on the news, on the TV, on people down the street, people are talking about it. They're trying to tarnish God's good work in the world. So anything they can use, the evil one will use. Let's not give them any extra fuel for the fire. Not as good Christians. Gee, as an employee, I'll make it my job to expect no less than excellence in my work. We must never be less good than those who do not claim Christ as Lord. Every Christian must work as unto the Lord. Ask yourself, could God feel good about signing your paycheck? Ooh. Ooh. Could God feel good about signing your paycheck? What would God say on your work evaluation? Yeah. That's kinda that's kinda hard. Like, ooh, really? Yeah. Think about what you do and what God would put on your evaluation, or would he be ready to sign that paycheck for you because you've done his work versus your work? H, as an employee, I will make it my job to be worthy of my employer's praise. There was once a small businessman who trusted his three employees to take care of his business while he was gone. Anybody know this story? Two of them prospered, right? One kind of said idle and didn't do anything. What happened to the one who didn't do anything? He got fired. Out of here. See you later. But the other two, he said, job well done. Work in a way that is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. Utilizing Philippians 4.8 as our job description, how powerful would that be in our lives? If you think about just this small verse in the Bible, it has a powerful meaning on who we are. Summing it all up, my friends. I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on the things that are true and noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, and gracious. Meditate on the best, not the worst. Meditate on the beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. Remember who you work for. I know I do. And I know 
you may be thinking to yourself, well, you've been called to be a preacher. We haven't. Wrong. Each of us have been called for something. God is calling you. You do have a job in the Lord's army, I promise. He has given you gifts, just as I said to the children earlier. Are you going to use those those gifts for His glory and His honor? Colossians 3, 17, 22, 17 and 22, 24 says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. And then 22 says, Obey your earthly masters in everything and do it, not only when their eye is on you and to curry, curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, Work at it with all your heart as if working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Wow. In all that we do, remember who you work for. And I don't think there's a greater employer in the world or ever in existence. We are human. Sometimes we make mistakes. Fortunately for each and every one of us, His grace and His mercy is sufficient. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You again for Your Word. We thank You for Your love. We thank You for Your goodness and Your heart. How You wonderfully and powerfully Watch over us in all that we do. In our times of need, our times of sorrow, our times of hurt, our times of pain, and in our good times when things are going right, Lord, You're still right there. We thank You for that. As we go from this place, Lord, I pray that You continue to give us the the wisdom and the knowledge to know how to be Your employee versus our employee. Continue to give us the strength to get through the world that we live in how it is constantly changing and how the evil one is constantly fighting, Lord God. But we know that nothing, nothing is more powerful than you, God. So we lay all these things firmly in your hand. It is in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.